Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week's message is entitled In a Question, and the question is, when we walk away from American Christianity, are we rejecting Christ? On Thursday morning of last week, I was in deep prayer asking the Father what he would have me to say this week in the podcast. I clearly heard him say some things to me, which I will share a little bit later. However, that afternoon, as I was sitting in one of the spare rooms here at home, I received a text from someone whom I know is a strong believer in Christ, and I love her dearly. She's a woman of honor, integrity, and character, and someone whose word and leadings I trust. She's also someone who will send comments on the show and that I greatly appreciate. She and her family are daily in my prayers. In the text she sent, there was a poster of a man by the name of Zach W. Lambert, the pastor of Restored Church in Austin, Texas. The poster reads, and I quote, The vast majority of people walking away from American Christianity are not rejecting the person and work of Jesus. They are rejecting erroneous interpretations of the Bible that lead to bigotry and oppression. This rejection doesn't make them unchristian. It makes them Christ-like, end quote. I couldn't have said it better myself. And let me say also, for the sake of clarity, that this man is white and Christian. When I read those words in my heart and spirit, all I could hear was, yes, yes, yes. This is my concept exactly. Immediately, I text the woman who sent me this post to thank her and ask her for more. I also began my own search so I could possibly get further input from this pastor. Online, I was led to the church's website, and I began to hear more of the things he was sharing with his congregation and listeners. To put it lightly, with what I received from the website, my mission and assignment has once again been affirmed and confirmed. All I can say is that God is so, so good, and he's so, so God all by himself. I'm so blessed to hear the words that God is speaking to us for such a time as this, coming from another source. The Holy Ghost doesn't just speak to one person. He is speaking to all of us if we only listen. During my prayer and devotion time, that same morning, God brought me into the book of Ezra, the fourth chapter. The fourth verse reads, Then the people around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building. The book of Ezra basically deals with the restoration of the temple. However, before the work was completed, there was opposition to it. There were those who attempted not only to discourage the rebuilding, but in fact, their goal was to completely stop it. So it continues with the plots and plans of the enemy to hinder the work of the Father in the body of Christ. But we as followers and believers in Christ cannot allow the enemy to discourage or dissuade us from speaking the word of God. 
We cannot keep quiet and we shall not be silent concerning the hatred and racism that has been uncovered in the church and body of Christ. To read the text that my friend sent me that afternoon was an answer to prayer. To me, it was saying again, as God has spoken to me previously, that our labor in him is not in vain. He's letting me know to let each of you, as listeners to this podcast, know, do not keep quiet, do not be silent, and do not be afraid. And most importantly, I know that he's saying that not only are we hearing him, but also that we're not the only ones he's speaking to on this matter of racism in the church today. Also, we must know that black and non-white people are not the only ones that see the systemic racism in the church, in pastors, teachers, prophets, and leaders who are speaking to and leading their mixed congregations. In one of the videos on the website, Zach Lambert talked about construction, deconstruction, as well as reconstruction of faith in the body of Christ. Basically what he said is that we must look at our faith as a building with bricks being laid for the foundation. In the building of this foundation, as we listen and learn, we grow by adding more and more bricks while building our walls of faith. However, because of things that are said or experiences that we may have in the church, we will go back and remove a spiritual brick from time to time. We'll examine and decide what to do with it. We can either put it back in place, dust it off and readjust it, we can replace it with something new or different or just throw that brick away. Now, I'm not quoting him verbatim, but just sharing these things in order to give you an idea of what he's saying. I'm sharing what I'm referring to as his wisdom and knowledge. I think a good example would be in the sense of, as young Christian children, we celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus um, for many even Santa Claus at Christmas, along with the gifts, the trees, and the trimming. However, as we grow, we begin to understand that it's not just about the birth of the little baby Jesus and gifts and toys, but the birth of the Son of God, who is our Lord and Savior. Therefore, we go back, remove the baby Jesus Santa Claus brick, inspect it, adjusted while removing what's untrue and erroneous, and then put it back as part of our foundational faith. On the other hand, we learn that certain things are just not biblical or scriptural. For instance, Easter Sunday with the Easter Bunny and the brand new spring outfit for church that Sunday morning, our Sunday morning Easter basket. We know that it's not scriptural. We learn and understand that it's not the word of God, so we completely discard that particular brick and replace it with something that is scriptural. We replace it with the brick or knowledge that if that Sunday is celebrated, it should be celebrated as Resurrection Sunday, the day we celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead after being crucified on the cross for our sins. The teachings of this pastor so far 
from what I've heard, as far as I'm concerned, are very good lessons and nuggets of knowledge. That particular teaching also shows us how we can begin to erroneously learn the word of God as young Christians and use it in ways that God never intended. It teaches what we should continually do throughout our Christian walk with the Father. We all need to go back, examine, adjust, and even remove things that we have learned throughout our Christian walk that either were taught erroneously are taught with total ulterior motives. And that includes racism, bigotry, and hatred. However, in order to accomplish this removal of bricks per se, we must also know the word of God, which will allow us to know what and when to remove something, readjust something, or stand on what's been there from the beginning. I received another video on my WhatsApp app from another friend in New York who also listens to the podcast. My New York friend shared a video of a man by the name of Tim Wise. He was being introduced as a speaker at Stanton University. And as I listened to his bio, I realized that Tim Wise has done quite a bit of work against racism right here in Louisiana, down in the city of New Orleans. One of the things he said that I have also said consistently was how people just don't want to talk about certain things, especially when it comes to racism. Tim Wise is also a white man who speaks on college campuses, conferences, and various venues around this nation. As I listened to him, I heard him expound on one of the things that concerns me with this podcast, which is a lack of response and even denials when it comes to discussions on racism. Let me say that it's completely understood that racism, hatred, bias, and bigotry are not easy topics of conversation. These are difficult matters to be discussed, yet it must be done if we're to move forth as one in the body of Christ. There are many things that are not easy to talk about, but we must do it. Talking to our black sons, grandsons, brothers, and even young strangers on the street about compliance, what to do, and how to react if they're ever stopped by the police is not easy, but absolutely necessary. If I had not firsthand witnessed and experienced the refusal of people who always say that they're not racist to talk about and actually confront racism in the church and body of Christ, I wouldn't believe that this could happen with Christians. But it did, it does, and it continues to this day. The refusal, denials, and outright failure to acknowledge systemic racism, hatred, and bigotry in the church and body of Christ is an open door that people are accessing to leave churches and American Christianity in droves. No one in their heart of hearts can truly sit 
and say that they are serving the true and living God where they know there's covert as well as overt racism instead of the love and joy and peace that truly represents the presence of God. Remember what I said earlier from Pastor Zach Lambert? It definitely bears repeating. So I will. And again it reads, and I quote, the vast majority of people walking away from American Christianity are not rejecting the person and work of Jesus. They are rejecting erroneous interpretations of the Bible that lead to bigotry and oppression. This rejection doesn't make them unchristian, it makes them Christ-like, end quote. The meaning of Christian is actually interpreted to be a follower of Christ. Each of the people in the Bible who followed Christ actually had their own motives for doing so. Some followed out of curiosity and because of the miracles. Others followed, as Jesus himself said to them, because they ate and had their fill. And still there were those who followed because Jesus called them to follow him so that he could make them fishers of men. But because they followed him didn't mean that they were all like him. We must follow because we want to be like him, to emulate him, to carry on his works and glorify his name. Hatred and racism was definitely not something that Jesus invoked. However, when someone uses the word of God in order to perpetuate their own agendas, not only is it wrong, it's literally lying on God. And when a person realizes that what they have learned, what they have been taught is wrong, incorrect, misleading, or untrue, in order for their walk with the Father to be as he ordained, adjustments must be made. We must be willing to face these untruths and see them for what they are, then act accordingly. For many, the realization of being tricked, deceived, and lied to through the word of God can be absolutely traumatizing as well as difficult to face and accept. It's hard to even acknowledge for many not all, but some, that what they believe and have been taught by people that they love and trust were purposely, with full intent, taught to them in error. It's difficult to say that these beliefs that they have carried for years, for some all of their lives, are not truths and now must be discarded. However, it must be realized in order for God to do not only in us what he's ordained from, from the beginning, but even in our families and our descendants, these false facts of lies and hatred must be discarded from our buildings of faith. We must remember that God is a God of covenant and that covenant is generational. Whereas Jesus took the curse upon him as he hung on the cross, he did not take the blessings. And the blessings are to the thousandth generation. We must remember 
and understand how hatred and racism changes us as Christians, how it will change generations to come, especially when we won't see and realize that what we've learned as young children or young Christians was taught with ulterior motives, hidden agendas, and self-serving motivations to keep systemic racism in place. As I was in prayer last week, I heard the Holy Spirit say, they are those who will be seen as opposed to the ones that Jesus will be seen through. There are so many who are before the people, before the cameras and other venues that are there for the sole purpose for themselves to be seen. And at the same time, they are using the name of Jesus in order to accomplish that purpose. As many of you witnessed for yourselves two weeks ago when Ted Cruz, the senator of Texas, questioned Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, everyone knew his motives were totally for the purpose of being seen on the news, Instagram, or whatever platform he could, he could in order for him to build a stronger support base. Obviously, it's been seen how the white evangelical church and Christians were used to support Donald Trump. And now he's attempting to use the same venue to accomplish the same end. He professes Christianity for the single purpose of being seen by Christians and building that same type of support from the church. As I heard someone say, are we giving to Caesar what belongs to God and to God what belongs to Caesar? When it comes to politics, don't use God, the name of Jesus, the Bible, or a persona of Christianity to accomplish your own goals. In my opinion, no one can truly be a Christian and support racism, white supremacy, hatred, and bigotry. It's just not possible. I heard the Holy Ghost a second time, and he said, they are those who will use Jesus, his name, and his word, as opposed to the ones that Jesus will use. So many will say that God told them this, that, and the other. Many have used the name and the word of God as though God is using them to accomplish certain things in his name when, it's, when in fact it's them who are blasphemously using God. One of the things I always ask the Father is, is what I'm doing, saying, or even believing giving him glory? If it's not, then I won't do it say it or believe it. I will ask him, am I in his perfect will? I must pray, say, and live as Jesus did in the garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, but thine will be done. As young Christians, most probably we have all uttered the words, use me, Lord. Most likely we've all desired to be used by the Father. Yet, it's one thing to be used by him as opposed to using him 
especially when it's for one's own personal agendas that's totally out of his will, that have nothing to do with and will never glorify the Father. And finally, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, they are those who are sincere as opposed to those who are sincerely hypocritical. A couple of weeks ago, I shared in the podcast a survey that was done by the Episcopal Church on how non-Christians view those who call themselves Christians. For the majority of non-Christians, they see Christians as hypocrites. That means that they see Christians as people who have no honor, integrity, morals, or character. That means that they see Christians as liars and deceivers and people who do what they do only when and as long as they are being seen by others. It's when we are exposed to those that the Holy Spirit spoke of and those who only want to be seen, those that use the name of Jesus and the word of God for their own motives and agendas, and those who are sincerely hypocritical that we must make the decision in our own lives to remove things that we've learned from the leadership in the churches and body of Christ. Either we're going to remove the bricks of error, hypocrisy, and self-serving motivations and replace them with the true word of God, or we're going to let them remain where they are and be among those who are opposed to what God originally ordained for his glory. Either we remove these bricks or allow them to stay where they are and over time completely erode our faith in Christ the same way that termites and wood-destroying insects will eat away and destroy the foundations of a well-built house. We as believers in Christ can allow these wrong facts, feelings, and beliefs to remain in our lives and spirits, allowing them to continue to put an end to our walk with the Father through hatred and racism. It's our decisions. I once heard someone say, and I quote, truth changes facts, end quote. I've never forgotten those words. Many men and women have been sent to prison based on facts that were presented before a jury. They were wrong facts, false facts. Nonetheless, they were used to condemn the innocent. However, for some Years and years later, when the truth came out, no matter what the facts had previously shown, they were released based on the truth of their case. We cannot allow wrong facts, wrong bricks to erode our walk with Christ. We cannot allow lies to overshadow truth. Jesus is the truth. Not some politician who wants to gain popularity among his constituents. Jesus is the truth, not the lies that are told in order to suppress the rights and lives of others. Jesus is the truth, not the lies that are being taught to bring about hatred, division, and racism in the body of Christ. 
Jesus is the truth and no one comes to the Father except by him. I can and have walked away from church members and friends whom I love dearly. I can and I have walked away from the church where I had been a leading member for over 15 years. I can and have walked away from a very prosperous ministry. And I can and have walked away from erroneous teachings that perpetuate racism rather than allow those teachings to bring me into being someone that God never ordained. But I will never walk away from my faith and belief in the truth of Jesus Christ. Walking away from these American racist churches, people, and even ministries has only made me and will only make you more Christ-like. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.